And hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Price and Presley Spook Show. I am Terry Price. I am Harold Presley. Welcome once again to the regular guy look at what is spooky, paranormal stuff that you just can't explain. Maybe can't go to sleep afterwards. And uh, sometimes, man, we had a previous show that 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 uh, kind, of, kind of stayed with me about this spooky house. And we're going to have those people back. We got uh, uh, going to have Laura and Josh coming up here again in just a minute or two. But again, if you've got a spooky story, something paranormal, some UFO sighting, Bigfoot, whatever it might be, and you say, oh, I have something happen to me, I want to share it with you. Well, send it to us at pricepresleyshow at gmail.com. Com. You know, and, and that brings up a good point. Sharing sometimes is really good for people who are really shook up about something. It really is. I mean, and talking do, about it. You yeah. don't have to tell us your name. You don't even have to tell us exactly where it happened. Nope. Uh, we will keep you confidential, and we, we will never give away your true identity if you don't want us to. But maybe sometimes just talking about what happened might help you get a little bit of clarity or put a little end on the whole situation. It's amazing to me some of these emails we've gotten. And people, I've had people, you know, personal friends of mine that is that they know we do this podcast here and uh they shared these stories with me that i didn't have i didn't have any idea i went what that happened to you i was like, oh my goodness oh well my. people think that if they talk about it that they're automatically going to be considered kooky yeah or, or what, that's what, what they said that's what's exactly the term? what they said you know? bat shit crazy bat shit crazy yeah, you know? that's right but we don't think that we no, we, not- we don't judge anybody we listen to their story and we don't make judgments we don't we don't try to tell you what it no. is or it isn't we just want to hear about it yeah. man we just want to we like being entertained we want to hear it we think it's entertaining and we want to share that with you in the beginning uh you want to uh Got some a previous podcasts up there you want to check out. Go to our YouTube page, and when you're there, subscribe and like. You know, give us a thumbs up. Our Facebook page, you can follow us there. You got information there as well. Uh, go to facebook.com forward slash Price Presley um, Spook Show, so you can find us there as well. And in the uh, down in the comment section, I will put a link to our Patreon account if you want to be a patron uh, here on the Spook Show. Yeah. We have several li- little different uh, rewards for becoming a pat- patron, and um, hopefully that'll be up by now. And we got some swag <laughs> that you can buy, too. Maybe you know? yeah, We do definitely we have swag. T-shirts you and, you know, Spook all kinds of caps, all kinds of stuff. You yeah, know? I, I'm planning on doing a T-shirt with Harold's face on it, you know, when he's spooked out and his eyes are big and round. and He's, he's about to say, there's, hell no. There's no, there's no. There's no need for that. <laughs> There's no reason for that. <laughs> well, if you listen to the first episode of the the this Portsmouth House yeah. in Virginia with Laura and Josh McDaniels, uh, you'll know that there's a whole lot more that we need to cover. So I'm going to shut up, and we're just going to turn it over. This sounds like a movie. I mean, the stuff that's happened to them, it sounds like something out of a movie. It really I, it's is. It's spooky. I mean, it is spooky. Yeah, I, mean, I, I never believe it if it wasn't This real. isn't just your regular bump in the night kind of yeah. thing. All so, right. So welcome back to the show, Laura and Josh. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Glad to have you guys back. And uh, we we talked last time about the. I think we left off talking about um, you know Josh was in the attic up there talking. You know he just put his foot down. You know to the the, which 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 entity was this you were talking to? I think you named that one, didn't you? I think that one was Peter. Peter. Was the name that we, we gave that one? I think. Peter. Yeah. And you were t- kept saying yeah. Peter, or someone kept hearing the name Peter. So we just called like, him Peter. We just Peter. called it Peter. And you said Peter, Peter. That Peter man, you got you got to make a decision. This is not your house anymore. Yeah, Peter, don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, come on, Peter. <laughs> don't be in. Don't be in Asweepe. Yeah. <laughs> pull, pull the whole Lord of the Rings thing. You yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's all well and good until you hear my precious. <laughs> yes. All right. So 
Laura, you were about to tell us that you found out some information about the land that the house and, in fact, the whole entire neighborhood sat on. Why don't we pick up there, and then you can go back into some what else happened from that. Pro- I understand that Mike had a pretty tough time with this later on, so let's let's pick it up there. Yeah. And, and, again, just to, just to identify the place, Portsmouth, Virginia is what we're talking about, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so um, the home itself was only a hundred, I want to say 1900s or late 1800s. Something like that, yeah. So it's only a hundred and something years old. Like, um, and in Virginia, you can say only in that statement because there are homes that date way further back. Oh, yeah. Seventeen hundreds. Or possibly more because I'm not I'm not a I'm not a history expert by any means. Um, it's littered with history. So having an old building, when people are like, "Oh, your house is really old," I'm like, eh, "Not, yeah, kind of, but you know, not." <laughs> the land itself used to be plantation property, and the man had several daughters, and he built them all homes on the same property, and. I heard nice things like the woman who lived in the one of the original homes on the property. She informed me the house she had belonged to one of the nicer daughters who ends up moving on to, I believe, New York or something like that with her husband because they did not condone the family and what the family uh, treated people like. So this this property. um the the landowner was not very kind and they were slave owners at the time and my neighbor who initially told us we're not crazy our house is haunted her home was actually also one of the original homes on the property her home was actually slave quarters and her home was very active as well and she also had several archaeological digs happen at her house she had some of the colleges nearby who showed up to do different digs to protect some of the things she had found in her basement, which was like different pots, knickknacks or tokens, trinkets. And she goes, I need to call somebody this, you know, she had been doing renovations and realized, you know, she knew she lived in an older home, but she didn't realize what it was yet. And so when somebody arrived to take a look at everything, they're like, do you, do you know anything about your house? And she said, no. And the um, archaeology uh, group that came out had told her this is actually, after doing some research on the area, that her home was considered what would be slave quarters back when. And these were their things. And she goes, oh, my gosh, that explains so much. And so she tells us that. She informs us of that. She said that they later found out that the owners of the property originally were not very kind people. They were not respected in the area. And lots of bad things happened, which is where they left it. They did not go into detail with us about what bad things were, one can assume. So, you know, our house sat on land and they said that the lady who was diagonal to us, there would have been several homes like hers. And they actually found on the land map uh, that several of the foundational homes to these quarters were right near our home. And 
people behind us and the people to the, what would you say, uh, the right of us. So they would have extended and her home was the only one left that had been um, basically kept in working and intact. And not only that, but like revamped and turned into an actual home because she had all the things. So she, she, when she moved in with her family, she said, I had no idea. I thought it was just a cute little house. I just, you know, went down to the basement one day and all this came out of the wall. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And, And she ends up finding this out about her house. And I think there were some larger homes in the um, area that you could tell is where he had built homes for his daughters to live in. And they were your standard colonial homes. um, Fairly large size. Well, tell me, tell me this, Laura uh, and Josh, did you ever get to the point to find out what, what the bad things were that happened? Well, if they mistreated people, they they mistreated him. Well, we figured that, but yeah. yeah. As far as the actual details of that go, no, but we could tell by some of the stuff we were able to recover, it wasn't exactly painting a good light on it. And what I I remember correctly, I don't think there's any way to paint it. Yeah. Yeah. There was even some of the stuff that got lost in a fire, too. So a lot of the records we were trying to dig and find, some of them were just gone. He was also abusive to his family. Yeah. And this doesn't happen at our house. Where his original house is at, I don't know. But I know one of his daughter's homes was directly behind us and to the left. The One of the daughter's homes is at the opening to the neighborhood itself. And then we had one surviving uh, slave quarters. And then we had a house towards the back back that I believe was his son's home with his wife. It is and, that type of neighborhood that even today, once you turn down the road to go into yeah. it, you get this very weird vibe. Really? And, yeah. Hmm. And um, what was the military connection that you guys had alluded uh, yeah. to? Well, so, because of the sizes, and, and of course, you guys remember what happened on December 7th, 1941. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so Pearl Harbor was attacked. Well, this place, uh, because of the naval activity there, they shipped a lot of these survivors, the families, uh, and a lot of them, they got them out of Hawaii and brought them over there and housed them. Oh, and so because the size of the house, they split it into a duplex where they could, you know, house multiple families, which we started discovering that. We were like, why does it have two? Why are there all this uh, multiple? Uh, that's why. Line? Okay. That makes, yeah. sense. Yeah, so, that makes sense. So that as actually, we, that's why we think some of the activity, because some of the things we were seeing were probably tied to that. Yeah. That made sense. Um or updates to the home. We we had things like that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the tinier spirits in the house that did not do much. She consistently did the same thing every day. We, we saw a woman who scares the crap out of Heather doing her makeup one day, (laughs) looking in the mirror, doing her mascara and oh, there's a lady walking behind her and she jumps half a mile. Oh my God. And I would have too. Yeah. The lady goes right past her. She said she didn't even look at her. She didn't address her. Nothing. She was wearing older clothing. And she said, and then she just disappears into my floor. And the part where. Whoa, she, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? Yeah. She disappears into my floor. What does that mean? Like she walks around in circles and then just slowly kind of like Disa- an elevator yeah. goes down. Just go down. So, oh my God. Yeah. So we, we told the neighbors about this and the neighbors go, Oh, did she disappear into the spot? That has the square because there was a square in their room in the floor that didn't look right. It looked like someone had just laid down plywood instead of like the hardwood flooring that went throughout the home. And we were always like, what is this spot? Why is it here? And then the neighbors end up filling in the dots. They said, well, your home used to originally had a 
a mm-hmm. wrought iron staircase. A spiral staircase. Oh, spiral. Yes. yes. Yeah. Heather uh, said, you know, oh, that explains why she went through the floor because she was turning. So this particular spirit just does that. That's all it does. So that's that's it's, a classic case of a residual haunting. Yeah. Sounds like to me. Yeah, yeah. Ne- never interactive, just the same yeah. motion every time. Yeah. Mm. That that was one of the milder ones. And so, like, um, as far as the home goes, we found out that it was used for Pearl Harbor families and divided into two for a time um, before it was later bought by a single owner and turned back into a single family home. Right. Well, so. Okay. So now at at this point, you know, you guys have had, you've only been in the house for a very short time, just what, a week or two? When, when. Oh, oh, no. No, no, no. no, no. By this point, this was more like, what four months at this point? Four months. Four months. Okay, four months. Four to six okay. months. Yeah. All right. And and Mike is at this point still an unbeliever, trying to deny. Yeah, he he was confused. He, his interest was piqued, and he said that, but he was like, you know, I'm still not sold that this is what we're dealing with. And I even told him, I said, I've been a lot of places and seen some things I can't explain, but I will tell you this: that is the most blatant. I have ever heard or I guess seen like the girl I saw her. I know what I saw and that was blatantly right in front of us. And how can you possibly still have any question in your mind? For those that have those that didn't listen to the previous show, Laura, go listen to it. Yeah. Do you need to listen to it? But (laughs) Laura did see a little girl that looked like a real person standing in her kitchen one late one night. And that's what she's referring to there. So Mike knows about my, he knows about that. Uh, he knows about Heather seeing the woman walk behind her, you know, as she was doing her hair or whatever she was doing, right? He, yes. He knows about that. But at this point, he hasn't had any firsthand thing happen to him. Oh, yeah. No, he was he was part of the group and the uh, group discussion where yeah. we heard the stomping up the stairs. Yeah, but and this- he heard he heard that, but he didn't see anything. So I'm saying he didn't. Right. Yeah, he has not seen anything. He so. just heard heard a noise. OK. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Even at this point, too, he spent I know in between when he was working all that, he spent a lot of time in the man cave. Yeah. Um, and sometimes. So there was stuff he, you know, he experienced, but still refused to believe. Refused to believe. Oh, so he still he don't believe night- it. That could yeah, be, you know, that level of stubbornness can really be dangerous in this situation. Or, or it could have been the fact he just didn't want to believe it, make it real. He knew it was real. He just didn't want to make it real. But if he acknowledges it, it won't That's be real. As, as long as I don't acknowledge it, it's not real. There's some truth to that. Yeah. That that that, yeah. that can work, actually. Yeah. yeah. So he, one night, all three of us are at work. Yeah. And he's at home. And our manager comes up to Heather and I and says, hey, I need to see you all in the office. And um, tells us that Mike is calling up there and saying, you know, he's going to call the police that there is a person at the house. Oh, my gosh. And he needs us to either come home or he's calling the police. And no, wait, this so is we, the guy that doesn't believe in any of this stuff. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So we call, we, we call him, we tell, we, t- we go out and we tell Josh what's going on, that Mike's having a hard time. Uh, Heather calls Mike, says, Hey, why don't you go see if the neighbors are outside? Cause they always religiously sat on their soup outside. So we'd always go chit chat with them. And why don't you go be around people? And Then eventually the neighbors got tired and they ended up texting us saying, hey, we're sorry. We tried to keep him company as long as we could, but we we have kids. We have to get up in the morning. 
you know, and we're, we all work at a bar. So he calls up a few more times and he's a little hysterical according to our boss. And he decides to go ahead and have us close out our tables and go home. So we come home and he uh, is waiting outside for us on our stoop, chain smoking his cigarettes yeah, and pa- pile of cigarette butt. Pace, yeah, pacing <laughs> back and forth, holding a big stick. And I don't mean to laugh. But yeah, it's, funny. it's hilarious. It's we, hilarious we if all, it's not happening it's not to me. you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we all park the cars and we get out and we walk up and he like parts between Heather and Josh. He he parts the way between them and he points his finger at me and goes, you here, come here. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and and he's like, what is happening here? And I was like, I don't know. That's That's kind of what we were trying to figure out. Like, what's wrong? And he's just washed out. He's shaking. His face is just pale, you know, his voice is cracking. And I just remember the energy coming off of him. And I was like, something really bad happened. And he said, I was in the garage in the back. So we have a carport with a a workshop, like I mentioned last time. And um, we obviously didn't use the workshop or fill it up, you know, but we had a hanging punching bag out there. Yeah, more of a workout area. And yeah. yeah. And um, he was outside him and his wife both did, what was it? Jiu-jitsu, Mar- martial arts. arts. One of the martial arts. Um, and so he was outside practicing and working out and we had a motion sensor light in the carport just outside this workshop, which had a garage door and we had a light on the inside So he's packing up to go in, he said, and he turns off the light in the garage, thinking nothing of it. And the motion sensor light just outside the door there goes off. And when he stood up, he said there was a man standing there in what looked like really disheveled clothing, but he couldn't see details. All he saw was this man's silhouette. Like, that's how fast it was, he said, the light clicked on. I looked up and I just started feeling around from the floor for some of the wood. We had some wood stocked off to the side. He was looking for, uh, he thought, he said, he said, I thought I was about to fight for my life. I didn't, I thought someone was in the backyard. Yeah. And, um, and he said, and then as soon as I looked over to grab one of the pieces of wood and looked back, it was gone. So then of course, He's now got a piece of wood and he's clearing his way to the back door of the house and nothing is array. There's nothing in the backyard. He gets his dog. He lets, you know, the dog's name was, uh, I don't know if we want to. <laughs> That's all right. It's, it's okay. It yeah. doesn't matter. He, he let it, he lets Spot. the dog, he lets the dog into the backyard. Spot. Yeah. <laughs> he lets Spot out and, um, Spot's like, I love you. You know, there's nothing here. He's acting totally normal, like a normal dog. Nothing Mm -hmm. was amiss. So he's like, "Uh, that was odd. Maybe I didn't see anything. So then he goes into the kitchen and he can't shake it, he said. Um, And he made himself something to eat. And then he's like still nervous. So he wants a cigarette. So in this kitchen, and this house was unusual because it used to be a duplex. So there's many, many doors. On the back side of the house, there are three doors, one from the second story and two from the base. One comes out of a utility closet, which connects to our kitchen, which was kind of like a, what do they call it? Um, 
it's a, like a furnace it's a navy no oh. well no and uh that's the utility closet but yeah. uh the type of kitchen it's a alley kitchen oh, a galley. galley kitchen oh galley and oh, yeah. so Small. on one end of this kitchen you have the utility closet with a door to the backyard and then on this other side of the utility uh, on the other side of the kitchen you have just the regular back door that you would we would let the dogs out of and he goes to go smoke a cigarette and he decides to use the utility closet and open the back door from there so he's he gets in the utility closet, lights up, opens the door, and bam, same shadow person right there. Um, oh, same, crap. Yeah. And so he, like, throws his cigarette. He said it's gone. He slammed the door, runs back inside, goes upstairs, can't breathe. That's the first time he calls up to where we worked and is telling our boss, which is when our boss said, hey, you know, Mike's really shook up, blah, blah, blah. You know, and... So he goes outside and tells the neighbors who try to stick with him, but he's like, what is happening here? That was too real. That's real. It's real, isn't it? And I was just like, yes, I've seen it. I don't know what I saw, but I've seen it. And he's just really shook up. So at this point, we're all having this big group conversation. And now Mike has joined the party. Josh, I have <laughs> to ask you at this point, do you, do you think that it's the same entity that you saw in the attic that you were telling about, telling us no, about in the first no, show? No. Absolutely not. Completely the different. Side was totally different. The way he hmm. described that one was not what I saw. What I was seeing was more kind of like closer to my height. The one that he was seeing was just, um, a petite male figure and it had ripped up clothing something like it was very it was just kind of and yeah, it was it fast was very very fast i remember like, that much. yeah and because it, it stayed be, you know, oftentimes i i kind of like stayed in the backyard pace, in the garage yeah it, it would, would pace in the yard it would pace super fast because like one night i was home alone and i went outside and smoked a cigarette and i you know was standing on the stoop i had both both of our dogs near us and literally the dogs were not responding, but you could see this person shooting back and forth in the yard. And it was just kind of like, oh, okay. And the dogs weren't responding to it, which was really unusual. That is kind of uh, unusual, yeah. Yeah. And so um, another thing he experienced, this is where we think it it started to target him. But he would sit in, you know, what we called the man cave because there was uh, game consoles and stuff in there. So he would sit in there and play his video games. And, you know, one day he told us, he's like, I need to tell you all something and I don't know how to say it because I don't want you all to think I'm crazy. And we're like, we're fine, you know. You're in good and company. You're in good company. <laughs> and and he, he, he told us there was a time where there were several times where he would be having a normal day and it's like he would black out and suddenly be in this different reality where he would end up uh, seeing himself commit suicide in various oh, ways. In various ways. Oh, and then he, good night. Yeah. Wow. You know, like one time he was in the man cave playing a video game, for example, and he had, he had a sidearm, but he never had it with him when he's playing video games, you know, like it was always, you know, kept in their nightstand or something along those lines. But you know, nobody carried one around the house, you know, or anything like that. He said, I was playing video games. And then all of a sudden I see myself put down my controller and put a, a, a pistol in my mouth and, and pull the trigger. And it was so graphic. It was horrible. And then all of a sudden I come to, and I'm still here and I'm playing my video game and the controller's in my hand, but on the table, 
there's my pistol. And I never went to go get my pistol, guys. I never went to go get my pistol. I never did. Now, and that's some like, spooky stuff right there. Yeah. Wow. And so it, that it seemed like. Maybe he went to get it. He just don't remember. Well, yeah, we that, did. We blacked out or something. You know, like it's psychological. It's a, yeah. Subconsciously or something. But it's not unknown. It it has. It's not unknown that that uh, certain entities have the ability to influence your your mindset and and can cause you to do some pretty crazy things. I mean, yeah. that's that's been recorded for forever. To be honest, that's what did you think about that? Being a being a neuropsychologist or a student at that time, anyway. What 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 crossed your mind about that, Laura? I was I was. I was concerned. I spoke to Heather and I told her, I said, if it makes you feel more comfortable, talk to Mike. And I would, you know, remove anything um, or maybe disperse, like set it up differently where it's not such easy access access mm -hmm. to it. I said, you know, have some serious conversations about his last deployment, you know, make sure everything's okay just to cover that because I definitely did not leave that unchecked where I said, psychologically, this could be this. And he just doesn't remember right. that he went and did that. Yeah. There's so many things that can happen and people don't always remember it exactly as it did. So we did kind of talk about that to make sure everything was good and uh, make sure that he stayed safe and was communicating about anything going on, which he very adamantly said, no, that's not what happened. And I'm fine. I'm just a, you know, at the time, I, I don't know how to give his title. Like, I guess he's, um, he's a cook. Yeah. Um, so he's like, no, I don't even go anywhere. I'm a cook. Why would I have, you know, no. And so we were, we were like, we're, we're just checking, making sure you're okay. You know, it's, that's very unusual, you know? And mm -hmm. he's like, I understand, but I know how this went down. And it happened several times with various things. Only he didn't always come to with a tool being beside him. That was probably the most dangerous one that happened. Um, other ones were like seeing himself do something in the kitchen with a knife, Yeah. but he didn't, he didn't come to next to a knife. That's the only time he came to next to a weapon. So I know that they uh, had some serious talks about it, but she said, no, he's sticking to his story. So we did check that off Harold and talk about that because I was kind of like, well, this could be this, but like Terry said, there are some stories out there where people have been influenced, but it's always relied upon in the site community as this was psychological because nobody right. can prove that it was necessarily right. influenced yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, of course, so, yeah. you remember in a previous podcast, we were talking about demon area possession and yeah. what happens in a situation like that is if you believe in demons, um, the entity causes so much commotion. It just continually, you know, continually, you know, batters at you and, and beats at you until finally it breaks you down enough that it can possess that person. And so therefore, and it usually does focus, end up focusing on one specific person. I'm not saying that's what this is, but that it, it does have some very familiar sounding aspects to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And apparently whatever this entity was that he kept seeing or had seen doesn't appear to me to be a nice one. Uh, no. Uh, so, that one was known. But at yeah. the same time, it, you know, psychological issues 
is also a, 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 an answer to what what was going on. He could have, you know, being in the military, being having been deployed and things like that, he could have seen things that could have affected him greatly and and caused some uh, psychological issues as well. But seeing ghosts and stuff certainly doesn't help the situation. No, no. So we tried to check off both boxes. Is how we approached it. And- we we did a lot of the group kind of chats and everything. And I remember at one point to kind of try to bring some more clarity to the issue because I learned from Laura. Um, sometimes if, if one thing happens, just okay, it's one time. Let's see what happens again, and then see if anybody else says it. So that way we don't uh, do kind of like when you're interviewing people, right? Uh, when you're a police officer on scene, you don't want to get all the witnesses together because then the stories will get convoluted, right? And mix, you know, kind of all that. So. We actually at one point had all sat down. I forget at what point we did it, but we decided, okay, let's all get out. We fixed some drinks, sat down. So here's a notepad. I want, and she goes, everybody draw what you've been seeing. And so we kind of, we've been kind of hinting at, we've been experienced one of the entities. And when we got done, we laid it down. And what the creepiest thing was is we all drew, we all drew the same thing, except for artistic differences. Well, yeah, yeah. But uh, we we're talking so about this entity that Mike had seen in in the garage and in the backyard. Yes. Yeah. And so we you all, you all had seen it by this point. Yes. Yes. And we all drew different ones. Like I want to say we had predominantly one, two, three, four, five, six. We had a. Uh, there were. Yeah, that were constant. We had one that was residual, like you mentioned earlier. She just Mm -hmm. did the same basic thing every time. Um, The creepy things is when we started having the animals, specifically the dog. Yeah, we had a dog that would uh, growl. Yeah, we would all see it out of the corner of our eye, and it would growl. And it would growl at the other dogs in the house. Like one of our dogs got pulled across the room in front of a large party of people. Are you kidding Um, me? No, no. no. So you... you saw a dog? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. We would see a, a, I guess you'd call it a ghost dog. Yeah. I guess at, it was a shadow know, enough that you could tell. You could hear it. It Some kind of animal. It would growl at your yeah. dog. Yes. yes. And then at a. Now, did uh, your dog was, notice him? Did your dog notice? Yes. Well, yeah. Our there dogs was, did notice it okay. and they would kind of cower. I remember one night we were all together down the living room watching a movie and I forget what it was, but we were watching and then we heard the growl and it was very very distinctive and we <laughs> Matt, all looked at each other and, Mike said and they're my like my dog doesn't make that noise <laughs> well and the funny thing was is our dog and their dog we were all in the same Don't room the and, couch. <laughs> but it, it, it was kind of funny because you looked at the dogs and the dogs kind of looked at each other and looked at us like that wasn't us well that that kind of that kind of uh, tingles wow. a memory in the back of my head of, wow. of stories of hellhounds and it seems like and i could be wrong it seems like i read or saw a story about some hellhound sightings in Portsmouth. I I, I want to say I don't know if that's true or not. I'll have to do Maybe. some research, but but that's that's very interesting. Um yeah. Uh there so was there was saw... one that was the lady that yes. she seemed like she was hooked to me for some reason. Yes, I would she, see her, she would follow me. She and... had a flowered dress and when yeah. we heard the home was possible oh, like that was turned into a duplex for Pearl Harbor families were like she makes sense now because the style of dress her fit dress, the era and everything and her hair the exact you know design of like the yeah. way she did her hair and everything you know so she made sense and then we had the man that seemed to hang out upstairs in our home and then a man outside so these were the predominant figures we dealt with on a daily basis At- 
there were some that, I mean, you have to admit they were fun. You know, it's kind of like, and when I say fun, it was kind of like, oh, that was cute. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, like we used to on weekends when all of us would have the same weekend off, we would do rock band, right? You know, one of us would be singing, the other plays it, all that. And, you know, we we'd do all that and have fun. And we would take a break and go into the kitchen, maybe, you know, fix something to drink, whatnot. And it never failed. Every time we did, we'd be all in the kitchen. And then all of a sudden, across the microphone, you could start hearing the little girl start talking and, and humming, talking. or she would try to sing hi. over the microphone. So you didn't just you didn't just experience her once, but multiple times. Multiple oh, times. She, yeah. yeah. Now I her handprints on windows. She yeah, she wow. leave handprints. There was one time she engaged with me up in the attic, and for some reason, I thought it was my daughter because the voice sounded almost similar to hers. And I heard someone go, excuse me, hey, can you help me, please? And I said, yeah, sure. And I turned around, I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> no. Wow. And so just, th- that was some of the milder ones. Now, the other ones, though, were... And to be clear, his children did, did they not... They were not in the they, same state. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> and just go, just backing up just a little bit, just to clarify what Terry brought up just a few moments ago about hellhounds and being in... Uh, Portsmouth. It was Portland. Portland. That, Portland, Tennessee. That's probably, oh, okay. that's probably okay. what it was. Yeah, Portland, Tennessee. I, I knew I'd seen something somewhere. And you know how I know that? Google. Google. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. It didn't just come to me in a dream. I didn't imagine it, okay? Okay, so we're winding down on our time here. So I'd like to get back to Mike and, and the outcome of what yeah. happened to Mike what happened and to Mike? Heather. Yeah. yeah. Finish that up. So, yeah. So we have several uh, disturbances that end up happening to him and everybody from banging, stomping, keeping people up, pacing man, you know, out in the garage that would stop and look at the mirrors, pushing people down the stairs. We came home to wet footprints. Whoa, whoa, pushing them? People got pushed down the stairs? Pushing, especially Mike. Wow. So we, we came home one night and we found uh, wet footprints going from the upstairs bathroom to mine and Josh's master bedroom door to the window people say they see a woman at. And there was a puddle of water at that window. And we took pictures of it. We put our feet next to it. Like, cause obviously we had not been home, but this was not a child's foot. It was a petite woman's foot. It was very narrow. Um, and We've had handprints. Uh, we, I woke up one day, came downstairs to get a cup of coffee, saw an old man at the sunroom windows, which we had turned into a music room for the piano and some of the other instruments we had. Um, we saw him there, and then when we came outside, we had this leaf pile and a bunch of moss that had grown right there, and Heather goes, um, she's like, oh, my gosh, look at this, and she pulls it back. There's stairs where that old man had been standing, and that used to be a door. Oh, my. Yeah, so we had, um, uh, his children had an interesting story that Mike got excited with when they were here. They were laying in their bed one night, and they, you know, one of them came to my side of the bed and woke me up, and they were here on visit, and she came next to me, and she goes, Miss Laura, the fairies are pulling my bed sheets off. Oh no. And I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, the fairies? And she goes, Yeah, it's like balls of light. And I came in there and I said, Okay, sweetie. And I come in there. Her sister is still on this little bed that we had asleep, like a rock. And the comforter and the sheets are under all four legs of this bed. What? And I'm like, yes. And I was like, okay. And so I told Josh and I put her in bed 
and he came and got the bigger one and we just moved them in with us for the rest of the evening. And um, then we woke up and they were telling the story to our roommates and she goes, yeah, the fairies. And he, he's like, what do you mean the fairies? And she goes, oh, they're little balls of light that are up by the ceiling shooting around. And he goes, what did you just say? And she goes, the little balls of light. And he goes, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you. And he was so relieved. He's like, I've seen that. I've seen it too. And he was, he was relieved to have someone else who'd seen it. Cause Josh and I had not experienced that, but evidently yeah. uh, Heather and Mike had in their room, they had balls of light wow. that would shoot around. Wow. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> what we're saying. It was just a unique experience for everybody because it was, it, it, it had no limits at this point. Cause some of the we real our cameras yeah. off and recorders. Oh yeah. We tried to, we tried, we tried doing ghost hunting in the house, actually trying to do our own actual investigation, investigation everything. And every time it. we would do it, everything would go full battery, full charge, ready to rock and roll. Empty. And within seconds, all of a sudden you hear this, everything the just The camera shuts off. though had an interesting video where I it set, looked like something was messing with you, it before it figured out how to turn it off. Yeah, you could sit there and tell when he was, he would re record and stop the recording, hit record again. You could see that something was messing with it, trying to move it. You guys, um, you guys had to be sitting right on top of a nexus of some kind. I mean, big time. That's what whatever that's what it was. Some people know. were thinking that we invited over had similar thoughts of like a portal, um, other things of that nature. But I mean, it it kind of makes sense because I know some of the darker things that happened. Oh yeah, this one was the superstorm Irene. There was supposed to be Hurricane <laughs> Irene. There's supposed to be a hurricane. Yeah, not a that, hurricane. This was like my was experience. Like a tropical um, I had been exhausted from work. I forget how many hours I had been working. So I just said, Hey guys, I'm going to bed. And so I went upstairs to our room and went to sleep and, uh, inadvertently I felt like I didn't get any sleep. I was aggravated because Laura comes in and goes, Hey, you know, here's some cream weight. Kind of made something thought you might be hungry. And I'm like, why are you waking me up? I just went to sleep. She goes, no, you've been asleep for like six, hours. seven hours now. And I'm oh. like, what the heck? They y'all keep bothering me. And she goes, what do you mean? Y'all? I said, Everybody kept coming in the room. They're all staying in the room, staring at me. And I started describing. She goes, "No one's been up No, there. we've been downstairs watching a movie. So I had that. <laughs> but the creepiest thing Jeez. for me was we had our closets had mirrors on them. Yes. And at one point, I was putting away some laundry and stuff, and I had you saw Pearl Harbor. Um, yeah, she would she would poke her head out from we'll behind me. Pearl. We'll call her Pearl. Yeah. Pearl would poke her head out and just kind of smile and I'd catch her eye real quick and she would just disappear. But at one point, I remember I was putting stuff away and I, you know, I closed the door and I bent down to grab whatever it was on the floor. And I, as I stood up, I looked at the mirror naturally because you're standing in front of a mirror. When I stood up, the figure in the mirror, my figure, my reflection was still bent down. And I kind of thought, well, that's odd. And as the reflection did, it kind of slowly stood up and then it didn't really kind of fully look at me. But when it did, it had that kind of a very evil grin to it oh, and looked right back at me. Oh, and the eye, my, my reflections eyes were like, just as black as night. That was probably one of the most intense things. And then, well, the other, the only the other, other one, two big ones were the, this and then the end. Yeah. Cause one, well, the Maybe. other one that I had at the end in oh, the shower curtain. Well, yeah, I got creeped out by the shower curtain one time because I saw a hand go across it. But the one of the I think she had a thing for Josh, apparently. Pearl. Um, but the other thing that I had that really stuck out with me the most is I had woke up 
something had disturbed, you know, made me wake up and I looked around and I could see over into our little changing area that we had where our closets were. And there was some, I could see a figure that was walking around in circles, just pacing, pacing. He could just gave off this vibe that some, it was aggravated, disturbed, annoyed. Laura was fast asleep and I'm just kind of looked over. I'm going with that. Okay. You know, kind of like what you were saying before, don't acknowledge it. Don't acknowledge it. Right. But I can see it. And as soon as I did, I was like, okay, I'm about to roll over. It's like, it realized I was watching it. Oh, and it okay. got aggravated, looked at me and marched straight for the bed. And before I could get up, I, I felt myself get thrown back on the bed and pinned down and I couldn't move my arms. And as soon as I started to speak, I felt something go around my throat and around my mouth. And I'm like, what? In, and I'm trying to move to wake Laura up. I'm like, get off of me and I can't move. And then eventually she starts to turn and I can feel relief at that point. And I hear hus- you know. <laughs> across the floor and gone so it was a very active place like i mean we had at least we had friends family neighbors and we even had a party one time like i said where the dog got drugged across the floor and it was in front of several people and the house was not shy at all um i think when mike and heather were moving on right before they move um you know Mm -hmm. they're they're a married couple yeah and um, I don't know how descriptive to be, but you know, um, they had the house to themselves mm-hmm. and had a little bit of romance they time. Took full advantage <laughs> of that, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And and so she she came and told me this. She's like, so I was laying there, you know, he went and ran a shower and a bath, and I'm laying there. I decided to check something on my phone. She's like, I'm still fully, you know, naked and rolled over. <laughs> checking on my phone and I was like yeah and she's like and then I felt my hair move and I thought it was just a draft and I said uh-huh and she goes and I'm, I'm just done with this house I can't do it anymore and and so she said my hair moved and I thought it was a draft at first but then I did it again and it did it even more where it crossed over my shoulder and she pulled her hair back down and then it moved and she felt something blow on her neck oh, oh my god yeah and so she said, we're done. We're done for lots of reasons. We found a job over here. Bye. You know, we're going to still pay the rent, but we have, we have to leave. And so we're like, Oh, that, so oh, that okay. was the thing that got them out. That's they, what they left. They left specifically because of the activity that was going on. Going on. Yeah. It was, it was intensifying. Yeah. And I mean, there was lots of things going on, but that, that was probably when it came to the paranormal stuff, that was the end of that. And then, um, it's almost like when we, when we, cause I had received orders to go to Oregon and we were closing up and getting things wrapped up. And it's almost like the house was upset that we were leaving. It, yeah. Cause there was durations after, especially after they left where yeah. it became really calm. And I can't explain that because I don't blame them. I don't, it still was there. It still was happening. But when they left for some reason, it became less aggressive. Well, do was, you think that maybe oh, they okay. brought a specific energy with them and the uh, entities were, were feeding off of that specific energy, which made them a little stronger or more active? Maybe. I, it could be, yeah. Um, I, I think it's because, here's what I think. Okay, I'm not a professional at this at all, 
But I think it's because that Mike was so adamant of not believing that it was real that they said, we're going to yeah. make you believe it's yeah, real. That's true. And, we're gonna be, and they were aggressive about it. I think that's what yeah. it is. I really do. I believe that. That has, has some similarities with Skinwalker yeah. Ranch and some of the things that happened yeah. out there. You know, you go out there and say, well, this is all just BS yeah. and everything. Yeah. like yeah, And then exactly. it happens just to prove you wrong. Exactly. So. I think that, I think that's, that might have been. So, so how, how, how long did you guys stay there? You know, we stayed for about like three, six, it's like three, six months to nine months more. We were there for quite a while. How many years we did you live in the year? Three years. Three years. Um, and then three they years. offered us a house like to buy. Yeah. And when I say right. offered us, it was almost like, here, just sign the dollar line. <laughs> they, they were yeah. basically giving it away. Say, here, take this yeah. house. You know? <laughs> Compared to what they paid, yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then I think when we left, we picked up our things, started packing. And that's when the home started getting active again. Like one night I came in from outside from helping Josh and I felt like something was behind me and I saw a shadow like run up on me. Um, it would throw stuff in the attic again. We heard the stomping again. And then I think the biggest, scariest one I've ever seen is the lady we call Pearl was usually when I would see her, she looked beautiful and her dress was just so in her hair and I would never dead on see her like I did the little girl, but I could see her when she'd cut across like a room or I'd, I'd see some figure of her. Mm -hmm. Um, and my roommates had seen her and Josh had seen her several times, but she always looked so put together. And then this one night I woke up and it felt really hot in the room and it was towards the last week of us staying there. And I sat up in bed and when I focused in, I saw someone looking out from this home used to have sunrooms. So we had the master room and off to the side was a room that they converted into a baby room or an office, or you could turn it into really whatever, but it was, uh, it used to be a sunroom, like a sun deck. And, um, in this little room off to the side of our master directly in front of our bed, there's a door and I saw a woman who was drenched and very gaunt staring out of it. And her eyes, like when I say burrowed into me, they were burning into me. Like, I mean, wow. she was so angry looking and she was shaking and like looking from this doorway in the dark. My eyes didn't quite focus. And when they did, I just wish I could forget it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember waking Josh up and going, oh, my God, oh, my gosh. And the the we'd never seen her wet, but the dress was the same. It was the same dress that Pearl was wearing. And so we wonder if the wet feet we kept finding with could, have, possibly been, been could have been hers. And we were seeing, like, maybe two versions of her, you know, this happy and angry. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever happened to her, because. I mean, you can always misread something when you don't understand right. the backstory to it. But from what I could see, I'll never forget her eyes. I'll never forget that ever. Wow. And, and that's the tip of the iceberg. I mean, yeah. like I said, there there's other things. We had people come over, um, and I'm <laughs> I'm sure you probably want to hear about that. His children have stories. Um, my kids they have still stories. Remember vividly. Yeah. I, my uh, my father refused to go inside the house. Yeah. He uh, stayed outside next to the car, and my mom went with me, and she got done. She walked up, so she goes, beautiful place. But kind of like what you guys said earlier, um, move out. Well, yeah. Get out of here now. I'm going to say, I'm your dad. I'm going to be your dad. I'll be right here. (laughs) 
when y'all get ready to come out of Somebody there. Somebody okay? bring me a beer. Yeah, I'll be out here in New York. Now we, we're 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 at this point. We're we're out of time. We're gonna have to go. But I've got to quickly ask you this: um, Have you had this kind of experience at any other place you've ever lived in? No, not not, yeah. not to this level. Not to this. Not like this. Okay. I, I want to say I want to say ever since living there, I don't know how to describe it, but. Um, it's like almost being touched, I guess. Um, we've had activity that is noticeable. But, but it's something nothing, different every time. Every nothing time. like this. Wow. Yeah. That sounds pretty um, intense. I mean, you know, from everything you've told us, I mean, wow. I don't know if I'm going to sleep tonight. I, well, I don't spook easily. Oh, I, I got something that probably help keep you awake at night. No, no, <laughs> save it for the next time. How's yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 we'll definitely keep you guys on retainer and have you back to tell us more of this, more stories if, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. down. We'll definitely have you back, Laura and Josh McDaniels. Uh, we loved having Man, this has been great. A couple oh, of great shows. Man, you guys tell us a lot of great stories and sharing I, a lot. You said it earlier, either in the first episode we did yeah. with them or this one, I can't remember, but but you said uh, it's like watching a movie. And it really it is. is. It's like a movie. It's I have a, never it's heard. It's like something out of a movie. I would not believe this unless you were telling me this and actually happened to you right you know? i've never heard stories told with such clarity i mean you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah they had stuff happen to them that that paranormal investigators would just die to have happen and you got the guy mike you got mike there who became, <laughs> who came around and said well okay i admit it i saw something something happened to me yes. right yes it happened that, that would have been me i would have yeah. been skeptical for a long time and I probably would have come around. I would come around a lot sooner than Mike, though. Yeah, I think you would. No, yeah. Yeah, a lot sooner. <laughs> well, I listen. Think that first day on the stairs would have done. Yes, it. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, I would, and that would no, no, that would have gotten me out of the house. I wouldn't stay. I said, no, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm going to the Motel Six. See y'all later. I'll be y'all call. I'll come by and visit. It'd be like it'd be like one of those in cartoons when someone takes off, you see the silhouette. Then oh yeah, yeah, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this has been fantastic. It's, it's great meeting you guys and great listening to your great stories. I appreciate you guys coming on our show. We appreciate we appreciate you a whole bunch, and um, I think we'll probably get you guys on to tell us some more of the stuff that we had to skip over uh, sometime later on down the line. All right, you've been listening to the Price and Presley Spook Show, and uh, don't forget that uh, if you're listening or watching on YouTube, to go down and hit the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, thumbs up, like us, okay, and go to our Facebook page, Facebook.com, Price Presley Spook Show, and also email us your stories. Let us know the spooky stuff that's happened to you, Price Presley Show at gmail.com also don't forget if if you'd like to help support the show then <coughs> excuse me we have a, patre- a patreon account if you'd like to become a patron then we would love to have you help us out uh, sometimes just a dollar from you know two or three people helps more than you will ever know so check that out i'll, I'll make sure that there's a link in the uh, comment section yes and uh, we've got more great episodes coming your way, folks. It's 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 amazing yeah, yeah, how like many people feel up. like sharing their stories. Uh, and and some of these stories are just absolutely amazing. If you've listened to our previous episodes, you know we've had some pretty yeah. good stuff. But um, we will see you the next time right here on the Price and Presley Spook Show. I'm Terry Price. I'm Harold Presley. Don't get spooked. <laughs>